The Ranger Ryan Show. to be turned into movies okay sometimes you have studios you know there's definitely a, a point after the lord of the rings came out where everybody was like all right let's let's do our lord of the rings right and you know we saw it with amazon i mean they they really wanted their own game of thrones uh so they decided to spend a lot of money uh for the you know the lord of the rings to make a show that is you know epic and and violent and f- fantastical right and disney kind of went through that as well uh when they released in 2005 the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe now i'm going to try to cover all of the films as much as possible with this episode because i really don't want to uh to have to do each one of these films separately (laughs) And it's nothing personal. I, I think the first film is actually quite enchanting. I would I would use the word enchanting uh, for the 2005 The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. However, uh, there was definitely a quality decrease uh, as it moved forward uh, with Prince Caspian and The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. You know, the plot is actually, you know, it's a pretty pretty close to the books, right? Uh, We do have a lot more books than movies, but maybe they should have just, you know, maybe they should have just stopped. Uh, But it's okay. It's okay. The movie did well. The film was released on December 9th of 2005 in both Europe and North America to positive reviews. Uh, It was very successful. Uh, Grossed over $745 million worldwide. Uh, making it 2005's third most successful film. It also won uh, the Academy Award for Best Makeup and a few other minor awards. Uh, There is an extended edition available. I'm not sure if that is the one on Disney Plus that I'm currently looking at. It is a two and a half hour film on Disney Plus, which to me feels pretty extended. I don't know if we really need that much, do we? But we got it, so let's just be happy that we have something. Um, so really, you had, uh, you know, this is a pretty much more of a direct response to the success of Harry Potter, right? So we've seen fantasies have huge uh, successes. I feel like Lord of the Rings, uh, and then we get into Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and now the Chronicles of Narnia, also a hit, but... It did, uh, it did unfortunately uh, kind of teeter off more. I think Harry Potter kind of, you know, went up and then Chronicles of Narnia went down. And I'm not sure if, uh, you know, it's, I mean, if your first film is successful, you should, you know, try to keep that momentum, right? And they just, I don't know. They did not. They did not. 
So it's not the book, but it is it is a pretty solid film. And, you know, it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And that's all that's all I really asked for anymore. Since they were since Disney was looking for their own little Harry Potter, uh, they did want to originally, if you can believe it, uh, set this film in modern times, which would um, would have been a bad idea. Let me just get that out there. Uh, this was the decision of Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall, uh, who were you know producers of the film, and luckily uh, <laughs> Douglas Grisham, who is uh, one of the two step- stepsons of C.S. Lewis. Uh, opposed it, and uh, therefore it was not an option for them. So thank goodness on that. Uh, Walter Media announced that they acquired the rights to Chronicles of Narnia in 2001, and basically that's where things just kind of push forward. Uh, We did have uh, the script that was actually uh, kind of adapted from the memory of the writer, uh, which would uh, be Andrew Adamson, who is the... uh, uh, he won an Academy Award for Shrek. Um, so, I mean, that's that's who they went with. They originally wanted uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, but he was unfortunately too busy due to uh, his work on Pan's Labyrinth, which I think we're probably going to end up talking about uh, in this season. So, things were changed, right? The bombing is in the beginning of this film. Uh, we're in the books. It's much later. And... Things aren't exactly the book, but again, you know, um, this is this is something that was pretty much written based off a of memory. Uh, they didn't really look into the exact source material until finalizing the script. So that happens, you know. That's that's something that happens. People, you know, have different memories of books. I mean, I could probably give you a pretty good rundown of most of the books I've read, and I'm probably way off. So I forgive that. Set designers uh, kind of wanted to do Middle Earth, but less dark and gritty. Uh, They actually made the decision to change the White Witch's uh, wig uh, from black to blonde just to make it less gothic. So they were really trying to make a happy world, and I think they succeeded. Um, I think star of the show is Aslan, who, you know, probably should be. It's Liam Neeson, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think I I think Liam Neeson is amazing. So, even though there are some questionable films from his past, that I don't really care for. But that is that's beyond the point. I can separate actor from character, so we should be fine. Now, I remember when this came out. Um, I remember a lot of promotion. Right, it was definitely a, definitely a a big release, and I didn't see it. Um, because uh, <laughs> it was uh, the biggest December opening at the time behind The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Um, but it's still, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's fourth now because The Hobbit, the first Hobbit film, also came out in December of 2012. So there's kind of like a, I guess there's a list of like top December releases of all time. Uh, number four is pretty... I I would think that's that's a pretty big deal. So, not 
too shabby, but the reviews, the reviews are what we care about, right? And it's got a 76% tomato meter. It has a 61% audience score. We're going to take a look at the top critics here and see what they have to say. Um, and a lot of these reviews are from 2005, which is a little better than when we watch, like when I talk about like films from the 80s uh, or 90s, just because uh, those reviews are from like 2020, uh, just because everybody was, you know, kind of bored <laughs> at their houses, just trying to figure out, hey, what's this movie? And I'm I'm gonna probably try to find all of those kind of movies because that's what I did. That's what I did during 2020. All right, so we're going to go to Daily Telegraph UK. Quote, this is a worthy opening salvo, a film that succeeds through the sheer weight of our expectations and that won't disappoint younger audiences. Okay. I will, you know, I will say it is um, uh, appropriate. I watched it with my kids and, um, you know, pretty harmless. You know, pretty harmless movie. Uh, the music is very cheerful throughout, even when it shouldn't be. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's a good popcorn movie. All right, next we have uh, Empire Magazine. Quote, it's an enjoyable adaptation and good enough for us to welcome this new franchise. End quote. Until we burn it to the ground. <laughs> Slant Magazine. Quote, a fun and literate package. Okay, I would hope so. Sydney Morning Herald. Quote, it's easy to see why Disney chose to start with The Witch and the Wardrobe, end quote. Okay, thank you for all the all the great details. Oh, Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, quote, This PG-rated movie feels safe and constricted in a way the story never does on the page. It leaves out the deep magic of a good movie or a good sermon, the feeling that something vital is at stake. I think that actually goes with what I just said um, about the music. Uh, the music is pretty, pretty unthreatening. Um, and you know, I have a, a huge um, belief that music really pushes a film uh, to uh, the next level. And if there's anything that I could say, and actually I think, you know, I think Disney uh, kind of has a problem with scores, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's something that they don't really focus on because, you know, they, they've done great musical work, songwriting work, uh, but the actual scores of the majority of their films is very generic. Chicago Reader, quote, long may it roar, end quote. Well, it did not roar very long, just to be clear. It uh, did not last all right, who else we got? We got uh, Slate, quote, an entertaining, emotional, and surprisingly intimate movie, end quote. I, I disagree. Uh, the emotion's pretty kind of, everything's pretty flat. Um, you know, rewatching it, it was just kind of like, you know, it's kind of like uh, you, get, uh, you get cereal at the grocery store, and you got Fruit Loops, and then you got like Colorose, you know. Uh, you got the generic version of uh, of Fruit Loops, and you know they kind of taste the same. Something's off. That's this movie. This is the uh, Colorose of uh, 
of fantasy films. Miami Herald, quote, Adamson seems more comfortable with animated characters than real ones. That's a good point. Uh, the the fake people, things, creatures, whatever, uh, the fake actors uh, are very good. They're very well done. Uh, expressions are good. Uh, tones are good. You know, I mean, it's some of the best parts of uh, some of the best parts of the, the movie. Denver Rocky Mountain News quote: The film seems more like a Saturday at the movies than a magical event, but that doesn't mean that it's not a well-rendered version of Lewis's endearing, endearingly slender novel. Is it? Slender? Is it a short book? It's been a long time. Uh, Detroit Free Press, not Detroit Free Press. Detroit Free Press, quote, One only wishes the movie had been rendered more artfully. The dialogue is impossibly clunky. The characters are completely one-dimensional. And the magic is all too mechanized to allow anyone over the age of eight or nine to believe in Narnia. End quote. Um, do you believe in Narnia? Because it's a movie. It's a movie. Do we watch movies to believe? Or do we watch movies to entertain? I don't believe in Narnia. Nor was I really that entertained. Second viewing, at least. Detroit News, not Detroit News. Detroit News, quote, it would be easy to brush off the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, as Lord of the Rings light, very light. But the film really isn't even that good. And I agree. And I normally agree with reviews from Detroit. So that makes sense. They, those are both spot on. Uh, lastly, we'll do uh, AV Club. Quote, the film fares better when it gives itself over to pageantry and action which comes in copious quantities, and to the pantheon of gorgeously rendered, hyper-realistic CGI beasties. Ah. So we use the word pageantry, pantheon, gorgeously, beasties. Okay. Checked all those boxes. Very beautiful, beautiful. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's available on... Oh, my, my TV just turned off automatically because I was talking too long. Um, if if you want, you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, you can watch... I, I, I mean, Prince Caspian's okay. It's okay. Uh, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader... Um, you know, it's weird. You know, people get old and, like, they're supposed to be... You know, there's, they're allowed to get older, you know. Um... But it just kind of uh, is weird. You know, like the, the littlest kid from the first film is like the same size as the older kids in the third film. And there's supposed to be a thing about how time doesn't work the same and it just kind of throws you out, honestly. It takes you out of the moment, you know? And let's see. Chronicles of Narnia, Void, uh, Prince Caspian... The uh, let's look at the reviews here live. Okay, sixty-six percent. Okay, and then let's go to the Don Shredder Chronicles of Narnia. So we're at sixty-six, and then 
we end the series on a 50, a rotten 50. So, and that's about the progression, right? So you go from 70 to 60 to 50, and that's that's not the way you want to go. You know, you do want to start out strong, uh, but you don't want to, you know, progressively go down. Um, and unfortunately, the series did do that, even though it retained some, you know, most actors. Um, just didn't uh, didn't work out. Didn't work out. But you know, it's a it's a great book series. Uh, there's a lot more books than movies. So you know, maybe this is the one time where I'll say, hey, go go read the book. Go read the books uh, because I think uh, there's a little bit more magic in the books where the films kind of fell flat. All right. So next time we're going to be talking about something else fantasy related. Because that's all we're talking about. And uh, I guess I'll talk to you then. So be well.